This is our devotional commentary for 2 Samuel chapter 12. I'm Pastor Doug Corlew. Welcome to the Abide Podcast, where we daily begin with the reading of God's Word. And the Lord sent Nathan to David. He came to him and said to him, There were two men in a certain city, the one rich and the other poor. The rich man had very many flocks and herds, but the poor man had nothing but one little ewe lamb which he had bought. And he brought it up, and it grew up with him and with his children. It used to eat of his morsel and drink from his cup and lie in his arms, and it was like a daughter to him. Now there came a traveler to the rich man, and he was unwilling to take one of his own flock or herd to prepare for the guests who had come to him. But he took the poor man's lamb and prepared it for the man who had come to him. Then David's anger was greatly kindled against the man. And he said to Nathan, As the Lord lives, the man who has done this deserves to die. And he shall restore the lamb fourfold because he did this thing and because he had no pity. Nathan said to David, You are the man. Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, I anointed you king over Israel, and I delivered you out of the hand of Saul, and I gave you your master's house and your master's wives into your arms, and gave you the house of Israel and of Judah, and if this were too little, I would add to you as much more. Why have you despised the word of the Lord to do what is evil in his sight? You have struck down Uriah the Hittite with the sword, and have taken his wife to be your wife, and have killed him with the sword of the Ammonites. Now therefore the sword shall never depart from your house, because you have despised me, and have taken the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be your wife. Thus says the Lord, Behold, I will raise up evil against you out of your own house, and I will take your wives before your eyes, and I will give them to your neighbor, and he shall lie with your wives in the sight of this son. For you did it secretly, but I will do this thing before all Israel and before the son. David said to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. And Nathan said to David, The Lord also has put away your sin, and you shall not die. Nevertheless, because by this deed you have utterly scorned the Lord, the child who is born to you shall die. Then Nathan went to his house, and the Lord afflicted the child that Uriah's wife bore to David, and he became sick. David therefore sought God on behalf of the child. And David fasted and went in and lay all night on the ground. And the elders of his house stood beside him to raise him from the ground, but he would not, nor did he eat food with them. On the seventh day the child died. And the servants of David were afraid to tell him that the child was dead. For they said, Behold, while the child was yet alive, we spoke to him, and he did not listen to us. How then can we say to him, The child is dead? He may do himself some harm. But when David saw that his servants were whispering together, David understood that the child was dead. And David said to his servants, Is the child dead? They said, He is dead. Then David arose from the earth and washed and anointed himself and changed his clothes. And he went into the house of the Lord and worshipped. He then went to his own house. And when he asked, 
They set food before him, and he ate. Then his servant said to him, What is this thing that you have done? You fasted and wept for the child while he was alive, but when the child died, you arose and ate food. He said, While the child was still alive, I fasted and wept, for I said, Who knows whether the Lord will be gracious to me that the child may live. But now he is dead. Why should I fast? Can I bring him back again? I shall go to him, but he will not return to me. Then David comforted his wife Bathsheba and went in to her and lay with her, and she bore a son, and he called his name Solomon. And the Lord loved him and sent a message by Nathan the prophet. So he called his name Jedidiah because of the Lord. Now Joab fought against Rabbah of the Ammonites and took the royal city. And Joab sent messengers to David and said, I have fought against Rabbah, moreover I have taken the city of waters. Now then gather the rest of the people together and encamp against the city and take it, lest I take the city and it be called by my name. So David gathered all the people together and went to Rabbah and fought against it and took it. And he took the crown of their king from his head. The weight of it was a talent of gold, and it was placed on David's head. And he brought out the spoil of the city, a very great amount. And he brought out the people who were in it and set them to labor with saws and iron picks and iron axes and made them toil at the brick kilns. And thus he did to all the cities of the Ammonites. Then David and all the people returned to Jerusalem. In yesterday's reading, David was in control. But in 2 Samuel 12, it is the Lord who dominates the action. Francis Thompson called God, in his pursuit of the sinner, the hound of heaven. How grateful we should be when he catches up with us. Praise God that he is no passive onlooker, allowing his children to remain comfortable when they succeed in their sin. It was a sign of his pursuing grace that the Lord sent Nathan to David. The prophet does not directly accuse the king or denounce his sin. Instead, he raises David's blood pressure by relating a story to him about a rich man who took a poor man's only lamb, just as David took Bathsheba. The lamb was barbecued to feed the rich man's guest because he did not want to liquidate one of his own assets. David explodes in righteous anger at this heartless and cruel act, saying, The man deserves to die. Verses 1-6 through six. Only then does Nathan drop his bombshell. You are the man! Despite the grace upon grace that he had received from God's hand, David had despised the word of the Lord by doing what was evil in his sight. How senseless was the sin! David was hardly deprived. He was the rich man. He had no need to ruin others by taking another man's wife and his life. Consequences will be severe, corresponding to David's own sins. Throughout his lifetime, he will see bloodshed in his own family and he will see what it is like to be betrayed, 
someone from his own household will temporarily seize the throne and will show it by sleeping with the royal harem. Verses 7 through 12. When Saul was confronted about his sin, he would make excuses and throw spears. But when David is rebuked, his response is different. I have sinned against the Lord. Even people of strong faith may fall into sin. But the man or woman after God's heart will submit to his convicting word. David's own words are few and simple, but his spirit is broken and contrite. The law called for his death, but the Lord forgave David and withheld the judgment he deserved. Still, he learned that God's grace was both free and costly, for the child would die, even as the greater son of David would become our substitute. David throws himself into supplication, pleading with his gracious God for the life of the child. But when his fervent request is denied, David picks himself up, goes to worship, and finds comfort knowing that he will see this child again. Verses 13 through 23. 2 Samuel 11 and 12 shows that all human leadership is flawed. David's kingdom is retained only by grace, and we are left longing for the Messiah King to come. Thanks for listening to the Abide Podcast. For more information about Summit Church of Alta, go to summitefc.com, and I'll meet you again next time as we abide, living daily in the Word.